Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm letting you know right now, there's some ghosts in the machine around here. That's right. We're going to have some problems by the end of this podcast, and I'm going to apologize right maybe, away for this. Maybe I brought these ghosts. Yeah, I know. With it, but it's nice to have you back, by the way. Well, you feeling yeah. better? Oh, much better, much better. Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> it's Saturday, October 28th, everyone. This is week eight of your NFL and fantasy football season. The Packers are off, which is probably good. One more week for before uh, Aaron starts throwing after six. You are dreaming. <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> now, it might be a little bit noisy while we're doing this. I'm going to apologize right away. Okay. Even um, they're they're still working on our road outside. Yeah, though. trust me, I know. So, uh, um. And now that they're at the end of the line where they were supposed to be done by the end of the month. Right. So now they've started working on Saturdays. Well, I mean, working. I, I have, I'm making air quotes with working. I see that. And uh, <laughs> so you may not hear actually too much every once in a while because this is like union city workers where... Well, we have this place so well insulated because I'm <laughs> freezing my ass off up here. But they are they're union... Um, they're union city workers, so that means that they don't actually work a lot. They just walk around a lot. To make uh, it look like they're working. I'm, I swear to you, and you're going to think I'm lying about this, but actually when you showed up today, you saw it. Right. The noise started around 7 o'clock when they started up that big concrete machine that puts the roads in. And Judy's, 7 o'clock this morning. Judy's so understanding with like noise, <laughs> too. Yes, yes, exactly, on a Saturday. But so... Seven o'clock this morning, that goddamn machine has been banging away. It's it's now what eleven thirty our time. Yep. So they actually moved it when we started coming up here to do yeah, the, the and show. And no concrete poured yet. Though. Still, still not a stitch of concrete poured. But that machine had been banging away for three hours, and it didn't move an inch. <laughs> and Judy actually looks out the window this morning. And she goes, "You know, this is probably isn't going to take long. Look at that big machine." I said, "Judy, do not be fooled. <laughs> Noise does not equal work." That's our taxpayer dollars. <laughs> our hard at work right there. So, um, again, if you hear any noise, apologize. And like I said, we have ghosts in the machine, so things might be going wrong anyway. But it's uh, everything we talk about will be on the website. Check it out, myCFFL.com. You got questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us, cffpodcast at hotmail.com or dan at strap1971 at yahoo.com. Are you, are you any concerns about Aaron Rodgers? No, he's... Done for the year. The year, you know, Doc. Well, I have this coming up in the news. I know. Do I want to wreck this now or should? Well, dude, I'm, you can say what you want. <laughs> I talked pack- to our, our our podcast doctor, by the way. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I I just read. Oh, if you want to go there, I'm ready to go there. I just read that the screws or whatever that thirteen of them, thirteen screws was probably. 10 too many or something, and now he's What done. do you mean 10 too many? I don't know. I just, I'm making shit up. Well, my, my thing is, actually, Judy brought this up to me. She goes, 
Why 13? Why not 14? Why not 14 or 12? 13 is an unlucky number. I'm like, stop. So is that your theory now? That's why it's unlucky 13? He's not. He's He wasn't going to play this year anyway. He's going to play this year. The Packers aren't going to win any. Oh, my. Well, they're going to win a game or two, but. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. All right. Well, I'm just telling you, they'll be fine. The ghosts are starting, right? <laughs> yeah, they are. It's <laughs> not looking good. <laughs> Should we just get to the news and get this going? Yeah, let's go. This might go. be a short episode. It's time for the news. You heard the siren, which means, you know, I'm surprised we actually still have a siren because aren't all the players practically hurt anyway? I was going to say, I'm so used to that siren because all my players are out right now, it seems like. Well, all your players and the best player in the NFL. Yeah, David Johnson. No, 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 Aaron Rodgers. The guy you were crying about last week. Let's start with this. Carson Palmer. Set to miss at least eight weeks after undergoing surgery on his broken arm. Can I just say one thing? That he suffered in last week's game against the Rams. Can I just say one thing? What? i got to stop you. Okay. Um, I know with whatever you said to everybody, what, yeah. what really hurts is everybody sends me emails about, <laughs> about douchebag. He's not a douchebag. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go back to Carson Palmer. If there was any thought that there was a team worse off than the Packers losing their quarterback. The Cardinals, yeah, they technically have no starting quarterback. Oh. Drew Stanton came in last week, horrible, terrible, which leaves them with their other backup, Blaine Gabbert. Wow, who would you rather be, the Cardinals' quarterback situation or the Packers? It, for having having a chance of doing anything, I'd much rather be the Packers. Okay, much right. way. Now, if David Johnson was still playing for the Cardinals, then I'd You'd probably, be fine with the Cardinals? Then I'd probably be fine with the Cardinals. Well, another one, another one you might want to think about. Jay Cutler left the Dolphins game last week with multiple broken ribs. Oh, God, that just hurts thinking mm-hmm. this. Matt Moore came in, looked serviceable, and then played this Thursday. Looked horrible. He looked frustrated <laughs> in, in that. Yeah, he did. So do you think, the question is, do you think Jay Cutler regrets it all? Giving up that cushy color commentator job? Oh, when, don't you think? Yeah. Especially after he takes after. a deep breath or coughs. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Can you imagine coughing right now with two broken ribs? Two? Shit, I I couldn't cough or breathe with one. <laughs> um, we're not a Green Bay. Uh-oh. You all right? Yeah. Doctors are saying that Aaron Rodgers, who had 13 screws put into his shoulder. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Could quite possibly begin throwing again in just six weeks. Yeah. After his surgery last week, he is still required to be on IR for eight weeks. Yeah. But if prognostications are correct, he could be back for the Packers game versus the cheap shot team that took him out the Minnesota Vikings. What do you think? I I don't think it's going to happen. But you don't think you, it's going to happen. You want to dream that little dream? I'm not dreaming any dreams. I'm just saying there's a chance. So okay. you're saying. There's a chance. And you heard that little ding? 
We lost. You know it what all. that means? We lost everything. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Joe Mixon is apparently unhappy with his lack of work in the Bengals' game plan. All right. He did not have a single carry in the second half of last week's loss to the Steelers. It's weird because he averaged seven yards a carry when he was given a chance to run in the first half. Right. Joe Mixon needs to be in the game. He needs to be getting lathered up to keep the aggressions off of the people that he's meeting in restaurants and to get <laughs> do you, yards and do you think? Do you think since he's trying to showcase Jeremy Hill, just try to just trade trying him? to get rid of him? Yeah. Um, yeah, but wouldn't you just do that at the end of the year? Well, then they wouldn't have to trade him, yeah, right? I guess. Speaking of upset players, Uh-oh. my boy Martavis Bryant <laughs> is still complaining about not getting the action in the Steelers game. Where's the wah, wah. <laughs> It looks like he's trying to force the Steelers to trade him after he missed a retired required team meeting and post and posted a couple of not so nice comments on his social media accounts saying things like if they're going to play me, if they aren't going to play me, they should trade me. And for all that action, calling in sick, missing the meeting, what a douche. They moved him to the scout team. Yeah, practice squad or whatever. Not practice squad, no. scout team. Okay. Which then said he's not going to play this weekend. He's a free agent after this season, which means he's going to leave the Steelers and go to a team that so? <laughs> and go to a team that's going to respect yeah. and appreciate his talents. Because then Dave won't look stupid for then, running he, his. He's going to play this year, and he's going to light it up, and then he's going to show him that. Listen, I'm the man. None of this crying little Gatorade bottle hitting Antonio Brown stuff. I'm the man. That's right. Marshawn Lynch has lost his appeal to the one game suspension he received after coming on the field and getting an, in an altercation with the referee. Did you see that when it happened? No. See, he's, I didn't get such the... a douchebag. <laughs> you know, you call Aaron Rodgers a douchebag. I expect you to say something about Marshawn Lynch and his thuggish bullshit. You're not going to. No. Oh, my Lord. Love Marshawn Lynch. Deshaun Kaiser has been named again the starting yeah. quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. He this went week. from being demoted to back to being promoted. So this is the second time in two weeks. Yeah. This is just going to be keep names, name the starter every week after and then getting pulled after the first quarter of each game for someone else. And you know what this is doing, too? It's just. Oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. It it helps reaffirm for him that he can act the way he wants to act. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. And you and, know what? And then, Cleveland, why are you going to be surprised when he's... This is going to come up in my next story. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you see the hit on Joel Flacco on Thursday night? Yes. By cheap shot artist Kiko Alonso. I don't think he had to throw that in. Well, Kiko Alonso. Is he? Okay. Kiko I... Alonso. You know... And this this starts my editorializing right now. All right, all right. If the NFL wants to stop this kind Careful of stepping up on that soapbox, <laughs> if the NFL truly wants to stop these kind of things from happening, they got to start throwing people out of the game. And and again, there wasn't in my mind anything illegal about that hit. Right. It was a bang bang play. He's going to get in trouble for going after him with the shoulder, hitting him in the head, knocking the helmet off, which made it look worse. But same thing about the cheap shit on Aaron Rodgers. 
the cheap shots that Cam Newton's taken and crying about all the time. Uh, but Aaron doesn't cry because he... He did. He got up and said something. And did you hear? He got flipped off and, and something I don't know about. What What is the suck it? I, did, yeah, I didn't sing. understand. You know, it's I, only Aaron that knows that type of stuff. He's so way too above everything. Exactly. <laughs> but what I'm saying is they want to stop this. They got to start throwing these people because the 15-yard penalties aren't doing anything. Okay. Right? I just think... I agree they got to do something about it, but why can't they do something about, like, after the game's over? Because this this goes back to the whole Vontaze. Because after Vontaze. the game doesn't stop this either. Well, they got to throw Vontaze perfect out of the game. Throw him out of the game. Not just a penalty. Yeah, he didn't even get a penalty. The problem is, they're not, but they're not seeing it. They have it on videotape with Vontaze perfect, all the extra shoving and kicking. and Right. It, I tell you, in college, every time something like this happens, they go and they review it on videotape to see if the guy should be thrown out of the game. Why can't they do that here? We're, 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 on one hand, they're all concerned about protecting all these big star players. Right. But they want to protect the big star quarterbacks, They want to, and they can't do both. If you want to stop this stuff, you've got to start making it hurt. And that means kicking Vontez Burfick's thug ass out of the game. Right. Kicking Marshawn Lynch, they, well, they did because, of course, they hit one of the precious referees. He hit one of the precious referees. It's the only way you get thrown out of the game. And he was trying to... Well, that's what he says. He doesn't know enough to do that stuff. Yeah, but, He's not that smart. But Peter, the guy that he was trying to, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was on his side, though. He went, Yeah, but he was on the bench. He came running in off the sidelines. Right, but I'm just saying. And hit a referee. I, I, right. I, it's this whole world. <laughs> I, I know. Everybody's offended. But it's it. the thing is. Like us right changing now. Changing my th- oh, it just pisses me off. It's like they want to stop this stuff, but they don't want to stop it. No, because they could easily do it. They could. You you throw Vontez Perfect out. You throw out Anthony Barr. You throw out Kiko Alonso. Kiko Alonso. You throw out and Dominican Sue for the crap he pulled oh. against Ryan Mallett again. How many times does he have to pull that crap before he gets thrown out of the game? And, but he doesn't get thrown out of the game, so it's going to keep happening. And quite honestly, boy, we're on a rant now. <laughs> but quite honestly, then Sue he should get kicked out extra games just for being stupid with what for his, doing it more than once. Well, and his stupid excuse of Ryan oh, Mallett was attacking he me. He was attacking me. Dude, Ryan Mallett six hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Mallett's two hundred pounds. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. And and here's the thing: it's like you 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 uh, toke a little bit of marijuana, right? And if you do it more than once, you're you're gone for three games. But if you constantly hit and injure pe- players, they gotta, all you get is a 15-yard penalty and a, and a f- monetary fine? There's plenty of players out there that will replace these guys. Vontaze oh, yeah. perfect, though. We, we done with this one now? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> we got to check our blood pressure. After my next story, we got another thing that's going to light us up. Oh, I know. <laughs> In any attempt to get someone... For the babyface assassin to throw the ball to in Chicago, okay. the Bears have traded for Dontrell Inman from the Chargers for a seventh-round draft pick. Inman is basically, what, a more athletic Cameron Meredith? You think? Yeah. yeah so don't expect too much out of him? I wouldn't, yeah. Dontrell Inman is a bear. And finally, you ready to get your blood pressure up again? I, I'm ready. We go to Texas. Can I just get a little jack? <laughs> Where an owner made the comment... Bob McNair, that if any of his pro players protested during the national, or in Texas where an owner did make a comment where if any of his players protested during the national anthem, they would not play in the game. Right. 
Only then, unless when they did, they only let go of one guy. Yeah, they let go of one guy who wasn't playing anyway. Right. The other guy that did it, he still played. Right. Um. Well, looks like we were looking at the wrong part of Texas. I guess so. <laughs> For our common sense ideas of Second Amendment rights, we should have been looking at the owner Bob McNair of the Houston Texans. He came out yesterday and said the national anthem protests were akin to the inmates running the asylum. No. Well, he actually said prison. He said wrong, right. Which is pretty much why he got all the flack that he got or is getting right now. Oh, God. To the point where these guys didn't even want to play. Yeah, they wanted to walk out of practice yesterday. Right. Well, no, they didn't want him to walk out of the game, too, they said. Oh, because I, <laughs> I thought they wanted to walk out of the practice, and then they got talked into coming back, except for you know DeAndre Hopkins, who... Yeah. Took a personal day. Yeah, I got to. By the way, I got to revoke a trade because I was looking to get DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> you don't want him now. I don't want him anymore. In turn, the usual suspects have gotten their undies all bunched up over his comments. Richard Sherman of the Seattle Seahawks. Why are you saying anything about this? Because well, he, well, you he know, thinks can, yeah, he can. Uh, and it's okay for him to say something. But came, came out fighting against Bob McNair hiding behind his Twitter feed, right? And. Uh, um, there's talk of the Texans players, like we said, considering walkout due to his comments. DeAndre Hopkins took his personal day because he needed some safe space after McNair's comments. And the list of outrageous overreacting continued from there. But let's look at this. Does the owner of the Texans have a right to say what he said? As far as I know, I thought everybody had... Everybody, Second Amendment refers to I mean, everybody, Richard, right? Richard Sherman keeps letting me know that freedom, everybody has freedom of speech. Okay. Yes, yeah, because I'm just wondering what happened to the precious Second Amendment that all these newly offended players are crying about while they're making their protests. Right. It, but it's only, they should only be allowed yeah. to, yeah. You brought something up when we were chatting about this, about Jamel Hill. Yeah. You know, she, she could call Donald Trump our president... A white supremacist. A white supremacist, and, and nothing happens to her. Oh, she got she got a week off. Was it even a week? I thought it was a couple days. No, couple I thought it was. Day, a, yeah. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, anyway, it wasn't enough to. She should have been fired. I totally agree with you. And did you notice too? She she said yeah yes they should have suspended me. Mm-hmm. But then she also said in the same token or same note that she said I wouldn't change anything I said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which means she didn't learn a thing. No, she didn't learn anything. I have always said, and you kind of chuckle at me when I say this. <laughs> I always chuckle. <laughs> Beware of liberals who come claiming that they are all about respecting your rights because they're the party of tolerance and diversity. <laughs> Is that a good chuckle? <laughs> <laughs> but they're only tolerant of ideas they agree with, and they do not believe in diversity no matter how much they scream about it. This is the biggest example of this, what happened this week. There was nothing wrong with what McNair said. They are running this freaking asylum. They they are right now. Yeah. And and we just learned that their stuff matters, but what you think about them doesn't matter and you should be you should be right. disparaged for coming coming out against them. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. Those Second Amendment rights go for everybody. Right. And uh, you know I'm I'm just fed up with every one of these players acting like petulant little children. The only downfall is that McNair came out and apologized for what he said. Like, no, stand by your shit. You said it. I was like, why are you doing this? Well, I'm going to crush this, but I'm going to try to quote one of our listeners. Okay. Um, but I'm going to really butcher it. <laughs> right. And maybe you can remember because you got the same 
the same email. Um, opinions are like assholes. Oh, yes. Everybody has one. Yeah. But that's the part where I'm lost. Well, yeah. Everybody has one, but. And this one's mine. And, oh, and this one's. Yeah. Well, no, but that's. The, and, and it's true. It's true. Every, everybody has an opinion. And the thing is, Bob McNair has more of a Second Amendment right to say what he said than the players do for doing what they're doing. Because they're on the job when they're doing their bullshit talking. This is Bob McNair's team. Right. He owns. This is These players are working because of him. And you can call it the the um, cotton-picking mentality or whatever it is or the the uh, slave owner, whatever you, those guys want to call it. Right. But it's the fact. They're giving them a – he's giving them a job. You don't have a right to go out there and make statements that, that – disparage the team, disparage the country, disparage the flag, all because you think that there's some bad things going on against black people or whatever it is that your your right. offense du jour is for the week. But once again, we're not allowed to be offended by what Jamel Hill says or somebody like that. Right. But they're allowed to be offended by a, a saying that everybody's ever that everybody says. Right. I mean, I bet you I'd be willing to go back and say somebody, a black person or African American person, has said the prisoners or the prison or the inmates are running the prisons. Yeah, I'm and sure it, it's a figure of speech. It's, a, it's, it's nothing. He didn't mean anything by no. It's it's not calling them prisoners, not calling them um, inmates. He's, right. It's it's a figure of speech. Like if we if we gotten this, oh, we're, this country's this soft. Oh, it, oh man. It's, we it's might not. not we might not win a war against North Korea. We probably won't. <laughs> We're gonna need our safe okay. space if we get shot at. God Almighty! And which brings us to the other reason why I'm kind of getting really pissed off right now. But like I said, there's ghosts in the machine. Yeah. We're supposed to be doing our. Um, I'm supposed to be clipping in our um, beat the host segment right, right now, but we recorded that twice with our caller this week, and that's why and we, we should give him a T-shirt just for going through it twice. And being late for his daughters. <laughs> yes. But um, let's just say we called our contestants this week, Brian. Yep. And uh, we had everything recorded, but my my main computer just keeps acting up and like going, stopping halfway through everything and just everything's disappearing. I may need a new computer. <laughs> Do we have it in the budget? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll see. <laughs> so, um, so this I'm is the gonna, episode that Judy shouldn't. This be is this, this is going to be a uh, really short. And so, must starts don't bothers. Okay, yep. I'm going to go over the team for each player right this week, and then we'll just quickly go through our must starts and don't bothers for this week. Brian selected Carson Wentz, Lashawn McCoy, Antonio Brown, and Zach Ertz. Good team. Yep. Not better than mine. <laughs> I took Matt Ryan, Kareem Hunt, Julio Jones, Travis Kelsey. And let's save the best for last. And Dan, you have Drew Brees, Ezekiel Elliott in what's probably his last game. Probably. AJ Green and the Gronk. I'm gonna tell you right now, this 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 computer shit is pissing me off. <laughs> if if this is gonna be our biggest listening episode ever and it and and the goddamn production quality is crap. David. Should we just quickly go through our must-starts and don't well, bothers? Well, I first want to say we're doing this on purpose because now we're bringing in extra listeners just because they're hearing how fed up you are and frustrated <laughs> oh you are. Oh, my God. One thing I love more 
in, than anything is you getting frustrated. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to quickly go through. I'm not going to give you a lot of information. All right. But I'm just going to quickly go through because God knows how long this is going to last. Must starts for quarterback. Carson Wentz, Brian's number one pick. He's my starter of the week. 49ers, not good. But isn't that a no-brainer, though? I mean, I thought we were... <laughs> well, it is a no-brainer, but there's a lot of bye weeks okay. this week. <laughs> and the rest of the guys that are left, you wouldn't want to start them anyway. Yeah, that's true. But uh, Carson Wentz, 18 points at quarterbacks from the from the 49ers, and three of those guys, 23 points over, over the last season so far. Kirk Cousins against Dallas. Uh, Cowboys. Uh, Kirk Cousins has lit them up the last two games. Uh, he was 813 passing yards against them. I also like Case Keenum against the Browns. They are the Browns. <laughs> Quick must-starts for you. I had Andy Dalton taking on the Colts. Yep. Uh, he had a bad week last week. I think he's just going to rebound and play well. I think I've heard this before. I, <laughs> maybe once or twice. <laughs> um, and I know this one's going to be a shocker. Phillip Rivers taking on the Patriots. Uh, yes. I'm going with everybody's fact of the Patriots' defense. Not very good. Being not as good as as everybody had hoped. They have no rush. They have no one that can rush the quarterback. So right. your defensive backs are only going to be as good as your front seven. Right. And that was it. Just those two. Let's move on to far, far as Don't bother for me. Oh. Matthew Stafford against Pittsburgh. Um, only Alex Smith has scored more than eight, 16 points against the Steelers. Josh McCown versus Atlanta. Um, Atlanta is averaging only 233 passing yards against them this season. And the babyface assassin in New Orleans. <laughs> Keep him on your bench. You just like saying that, don't the you? The babyface assassin. All right, my must-sits, uh, or don't-bothers, uh, I'm going to Sean Watson just with everything going on. Yeah, in Houston. In Houston. Um, and one of our listeners also told me don't play Big Ben when he's playing away from Pittsburgh. And the no no brainer of Trevor Simeon. Oof. God, he's been Ooh, terrible. Bad. Must starts at running back for me. I like Joel Mixon this week. He's back and they gotta run him. Um he's going against an NFL team that's allowed ten touchdowns and the second most PPR points to running backs in the Indianapolis Colts. Joel Mixon out there. Amir Abdullah against Pittsburgh. May not have a big rushing weekend, but out of the backfield, he should light it up. Steelers have allowed eight catches and 26 PPR points to running backs out of the backfield this year. I also like LeGarrette Blunt in San Francisco. All right. I got uh, Deion Lewis taking on the Chargers. Okay. And I know we're going to disagree on the second one just because I've we've recorded this maybe <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> Latavius Murray taking on Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I have him as a don't bother. <laughs> okay, I have. And then my don't bother is I'm going to move on. Okay. Doug Martin taking on Carolina. The muscle hamster. The little muscle hamster. Yes. Uh, Carolina's defense Very has good. played well against the run. Yes, um, and I'm going to take. I'm going to stay on the same bandwagon of Lamar Miller. I agree with you on Lamar Miller. This whole thing. Um, only Carlos Hyde has, has rushed for a hundred yards against against the Seahawks all season long. Right, and my guy Latavius Murray. Don't bother. You're so you happy like to him? Get, yeah. I see, Cleveland Browns are giving up the sixth fewest rushing yards. On average, but and only two point nine yards per attempt. Okay, but can I just go against what you just? I mean, yes. Okay, yes. How are they doing against the pass? Well, does Latavius Murray throw the ball? No, but I'm just saying. I mean, he might if Case Keenum gets hurt. 
I'm just saying people probably throw the ball more against Cleveland, so oh, okay. they, they don't have to oh, run that, the ball. Okay, well then he would not play very much. Well, I I disagree. I, <laughs> Wide receiver must starts oh. for me. Doug Baldwin versus Houston. You seeing a little a little uh, pattern here? Yeah, you don't like. You're not a big not a big Baldwin fan. I, I I like Baldwin. I'm just saying that you know things happen and. Uh, Houston, an average of 200 yards and the third most PPR points to wideouts. I also right. like Chris Hogan, the great white hope against the Chargers, and Keenan Allen against the Patriots. Patriots are allowing 200 yards and the third most PPR points to wideouts. Your must starts. Well, I have Chris Hogan, like you said. Yep. Um, and then I'm going with the other great white hope, Adam Thielen, um, taking on Cleveland. I think. Case Keenum's going to be able to throw the ball well against them. And then I'm going to go to my don't bothers. I'm going to say Nelson Aguilar taking on San Francisco. Uh, he's been playing well. Yep. I, um, but I just think this week he'll take a step back. And the guy that everybody says is going to come back, come around, Tyler Lockett. Oh, he's just been terrible. She has just disappeared. She, she's disappeared. She, she's away from somewhere. <laughs> My don't bother is Terrell Pryor against Dallas. Seeing his snaps decline with the emergence of Doxon and Crowder. And unless you're desperate with bye weeks, you don't want him on the field. Deshaun Jackson against Carolina. Again, Carolina's defense, very good. Giving up only 120 yards a game to receivers. And Marvin Jones, 84 average yards and the fewest PPR points allowed by Pittsburgh. Keep him on your bench. That's it for must starts and don't bother. Take a deep breath. <laughs> oh, my God. You ready to do some gambling? Let's do it. Let's get all this shit done so that we can get this thing put together somehow. <laughs> uh, here we go. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I mean, we're trying to do shorter podcasts, but this one's going to be shorter this due to the fact that way shorter. <laughs> I'm going to break something pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for our gambling segment. Um, you want to check them out on the website, mycfl.com. Check them out. Let us know what you think of them. Yeah, we're not Use do- them. They're free. They're free, but we're not doing real well. We're, we're, we're still okay. We're still okay. We're making money. You want to start with the with your picks? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I just want to start off. I'm gonna do my picks first. I'm not gonna. I don't have anything brilliant back, to say about brilliant them. to say. You're just making up. picks, yep. and I'm just going with my gut, <laughs> what I feel. Okay. So I'm going with the Cleveland Browns covering the, the nine and a half. Okay. Or getting. Or is it covering or? Uh, they're getting nine and a half. They're, they're an underdog. Nine, yeah. So you 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 want them to. Either win right. or lose by less than nine okay. or less than ten. Nine. I have nine and a half. Yeah, so you want to lose by less than ten. Oh, okay. Right. But then on that same game, I'm taking the over of 37 and a half. <laughs> because New Orleans is going to score them all? Minnesota. Or Minnesota, I mean, yep. yeah. Okay, and then I'm taking San Francisco. They're getting 13 uh, against Philadelphia. I, I, I just took don't that believe, game also. I just don't believe Philly is going to have two games I mean, they, they could prove me wrong. And I yeah, could, they could, but it's 13 just, points is a it's lot. It's just my gut, guys. Nothing <laughs> backing my logic up. I'm taking the Falcons 
covering their four and a half against the Jets. I don't think the Jets are for real. I think the Falcons are. Um, and I, this was a no-brainer. We, Dave and I have been talking about it all, all day. Uh, I'm taking the Seahawks. They're getting, or they're, all they have to do is cover five and a half against the Texans at home. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Right. And I have one last game. Even though the Steelers are away from home, I still think they got enough to beat Detroit. All right. My games are this. I have New Orleans minus nine versus Chicago. Over the last four games, the Saints are 4-0 straight up and against the spread, and they have won the games by an average margin of 16 points each. And I also took New Orleans versus Chicago over 47 points. I took Oakland plus three against Buffalo. The Raiders are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games against the Bills, while the Bills are 3-1-2 and against the spread in their first six games of the, this NFL season. Like you did, I took San Francisco plus a 13 versus Philly. Winless teams coming off a game in which they fell by more than four touchdowns are 8-1-2 and two against the spread in their next game. Take Frisco. Wow. If that doesn't do it for you, I don't know what will. Bet the house on that I have one. two more games or three more, four more games here. Denver plus 7.5 versus Kansas City. And Indianapolis plus 10.5 versus the Bengals. Teams that go winless, or I mean scoreless, in week seven, you're going to love this, are 10-3 and three against the spread in week eight. That's why I took Denver and Indianapolis. And two more. One, I have New England, money line, just for a win. Just for a win. And finally, Atlanta minus four and a half versus the Jets. There's nothing like a good dose of desperation to snap a team out of a losing streak. And it happens this week for the Falcons, which is why I took Matt Ryan and beat the host. When they play the Jets, who combine to blow a game after game with stupid plays, Atlanta is 9-3 and three against the spread in their last 12 road games. Boom. Uh, boom. Take boom. It. College. Any college games for you? Oh, got a ton of college games. Don't know anything about them. <laughs> but you're just throwing just, money. Just going away, going off my feelings. But once again, um, I like OK State. I do, too. Uh, they're minus seven and a half. Minus seven and a half. Like them. Uh, I also like Illinois. You do. I think twenty six points is way too much for the Badgers. You know, I've been thinking that all week. I know, and and they cover every freaking week. I know, but I there just... was twenty five last week, and and they well they they pushed right because some people were lucky enough to get twenty four and a half. I found out. Oh, okay. pissed me off. Um, Louisville. Uh, they need to cover the three against okay. Wake Forest. All right. Uh, shoot. Notre Dame, just because I love Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, they, they they need to cover the seven against North Carolina State. All right. Um, I think we're going against each other in this one. I'm taking Ohio State at home against Penn State. Yep, minus six. Minus six. Yeah, I took Penn State plus the six. Uh, boy, I got too many pages here. <laughs> Cover for me here. All right. I also I have Texas minus eight against Baylor. I have TCU minus seven versus Iowa State. I have Appalachian State minus four against Massachusetts. And this one here is going to surprise you. Oh. I have Utah minus three and a half against my Ducks. <laughs> I almost went with that game, but I was going to go with the opposite. <laughs> and I have Washington State minus three against Arizona. Those are my games. Okay. I also have Utah State. Uh, getting eight against Boise State. Okay. How they can, I just don't know. Wreck that, who knows. And I'm going with your Heisman Trophy winner, 
Sam Darnold, USC, covering the three against Arizona State. That's our picks, everyone. Remember, don't bet any more than you can afford to lose, and it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing. Check out the picks on mycfl.com. And uh, I know I need a drink. <laughs> you need a drink? Are you going to have a jack with me? Oh, I just might. <laughs> I, I just, I just hold the Coke. <laughs> Introduce it to the ice. Don't put the ice in there. Give me a shot of jack. Wow. You ready? I am. Here we go. Well, everything's still working. So far, so yeah. good. And I'm feeling a little lightheaded after doing that shot. <laughs> Get me a coffee, please. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I have to drive. It's time for the Fantasy Girl of the Week, everybody. Your chance to check out a hot girl. Because although I can't record the podcast, I can at least upload the website. That's right. Uh, MyCFFL.com, Fantasy Girls tab. Um, this week, I stayed away from models again. I'm shocked. Went with another actress. She looks familiar. I just can't. Her name? Okay. Jenna Duham Tatum. Jenna Duham Tatum. Uh, she was born in Hartford, Connecticut on December 3rd, 1980, which makes her 90,037. I love when you do math. <laughs> She's an American actress and dancer. She began her career as a backup dancer for Janet Jackson. And later worked with artists including Pink, Missy Elliott, and Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. She is known for her role as Nora Clark in the 2006 film Step Up. She has also starred on the short-lived NBC series The Playboy Club and had a recurring role on the FX series American Horror Story where she played Freya Beauchamp. Okay. No uh, idea. Oh, wait, no. She played... Freya Beauchamp on the Lifetime series, Witches of East End. Oh. And as of 2016, she was playing the recurring role of Lucy Lane in Supergirl. Jenna dated Justin Timberlake oh. and Shane West. And in 2005, Jenna met actor Channing Tatum on the set of their film, Step Up. They began dating shortly after the film finished, and they got engaged in early September 2008. And married in 2009 in Malibu. They have a daughter who was born in 2013. And Jenna Dewan Tatum is wrecking her life by raising her as a vegetarian. <laughs> as we're going to go eat. <laughs> we're going to eat some meat. <laughs> all right. Let's find a picture here. All right. Is that all right or too much? Not enough? Not enough. Is that her? That's her. Okay. Uh, let's see. Don't do the pregnant one. This one? That one. There we go. That, that'll help you? Yep. The green-eyed, dark brown-haired actress weighs 115 pounds, stands five foot three. So she's little. And her measurements are. She has had a baby, so maybe her hips are going to be a little. Yeah. This... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I had to go there again. That's probably not a good picture of her uh, above that one. Better? Yeah. They. Um, I'm going easily. Okay. <laughs> Thirty-three. A. 32B. Yeah. Waist? I don't believe you, but... Um, <laughs> hey, I don't write these things. 23. 24. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Yips>. <laughs> God, now I'm throwing off. I'm just lost. What a uh, day. This is not good. This not have been a good day. Uh, 35. 
33. <laughs> We're going to let this whole day go. This podcast is going to go in the... I'm going to go drink. This is going in the safe of um, horrible events. 32B2433, oh. Jenna Lewin Tatum. Tatum. Your fantasy girl of the week. You got somebody you want in there, send us a email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com or dan at strap1971 at yahoo.com. Let's just end this, shall we? Yes. Good luck in week eight of your fantasy season. Uh, Hopefully you got some out of this podcast, and if you did, I don't know how. I did. This one was a bad one, people. It's a miracle. (laughs) We go. There's always next week. Uh, Until then, be good. Bye-bye.